How's it going? Jiva Neva Podcast. Your host, Jiva Neva. As promised, every episode will start out with a scripture or a prayer. I'm coming from Jeremiah 29. And I'm going to go all the way to verse 17. Well, you know, never mind, Jeremiah 29 and 7. And seek the peace of the earth, of the city, whether I cause you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. In other words, even in situations, whether you're in the city or it's a state problem or whether it's a country problem where God gives you peace, where God grants peace, where God grants favor to where you won't be in demise. You won't be subject to conflict. You won't be afflicted. There will be peace. There will be peace therein where God sends you, where Jesus points you. There will be peace. May God bless the reading and the hearers and the doers of his word. Um, okay, so today on um, Juicy Talk, I believe is what they call it. Um, now, I'm pretty sure you guys have already heard because it's been the blasted topic. It even made it all the way back to the breakfast club with Sheila E. Um, and she's the one who actually brought up the question, you know, um, for a man, when he lies, like how often do men lie? Like when it comes to a female, if a man lies, does that make him a liar? And he said, no, if he says, you know, he only lies when it comes to females. It's it's really pretty much only when it comes to females. It's not saying that he lies all the time. It's not saying it's a pathological thing. It's not saying he's flat out a liar. It's just saying sometimes when it comes to females, you know, you you lie. You you don't it's not so much that you <laughs> you don't fully give full on details, but instead of to have peace to create peace, you don't give out the full information. Now, granted, some will go right off the bat. They can't help but lie. A simple, honest comment could have been, oh, yeah, you know, she's old. She's somebody I used to work with. Type of situation turns into this whole ordeal where you go into this whole, oh, you know, I mean, I met her once or twice, but I don't really know her. BS, that's crap, used to work with her. See, for men, you could bypass all the BS if you just straight out came out and said, yes, I know her, but it wasn't like that. I never slept with her. We never dated. I never touched her. Business was business type of thing. But when you can't admit that and you feel like a lie is so more convenient than the truth, 
then maybe there's something is there that you don't want to say because you can't say because you know it's going to be in effect. So, but what Tank was saying when, because then she asked him, she brought up the part like, if a guy sucks a dick, how many times can a dude suck a dick before he's gay? Now, that was something that was literally out of nowhere. Like, Tank's not gay. He's never come out saying he's ever been attracted to men or he wanted to be with a man. So she kind of really just slapped him with that. And it had nothing really to do with anything. And it had people who were listening to the show bring out all of these homophobic comments. All of these things like somebody told him on Instagram he better not come to Cleveland. He's an artist. He's going to tour the world. He's going to tour the cities. So to tell him he can't come to Cleveland because he made a comment where he said, if a man sucked a dick once, but he went back to just taste it a second time. And then he was like, nah, nah, it's not for me. Now, here's the thing. It's one thing if he had the tip in his mouth, not him. I'm not saying him. I'm not saying tank. That's not what I'm saying. Don't don't quote me on that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. If a man happened to say they were drinking all night, saying they had maybe they even were doing drugs that night. And say he grabbed it and he had the tip in his mouth. And then he thought about it. He put the tip back in and then he realized it wasn't for him. Even drunk on drugs, you can you will come to yourself. Something in you will come to yourself and be like, nah, 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 that ain't for me. Nah, 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 I ain't. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. So I don't think anything about that is above that. Now, it's different if like, if you give him full blown head, then that would be a question. Then I guess if you, if that man wanted to question his sexuality, then that would be a good time, prime time to do so. But in college, a lot of things end up happening. A lot of times it's not even so much something that they even intended to do or set out to do. But things happen. Now, I've heard some females say, well, no, because, you know, she was my friend. So I just wanted to know what she tasted like. Now, that's a little different. Females always explore. Not me. I'm not, I'm not amped to that. I'm not for that. Do you. Your life is your life. So that's the stuff you like to eat, lick, touch, whatever. Do you. But at the same time, they even made a comment where she was talking about at 13. She was curious to what it tasted like. So she went down on somebody. So it's the same thing. But nobody went after her for potential lesbian act but they were going to go in on tank over a comment he made he wasn't saying anything about being gay or desiring to be gay that never came out of his mouth but yet for some reason we jumped all on the bandwagon for some reason and i get it it's the stigma for, to be black of all things you're a black man you're a black man and now you're gay. 
Those two right there. So now you don't have one target on your back. Now you have two targets on your back. And as a black man, period, even still to this day in this country, 20, no, yeah, 2019, you still have it to where a lot of black men are still battling with it. A lot of black men are still on the download. They'll marry a woman and have children with her. And then they're more comfortable being under brute. And being under brute means being under the musk of another man. And that whole undercover thing is how pretty much diseases are passed. That's how a lot of things come up and it, oops, I'm sorry, it's too late. You now have HIV or oops, I'm sorry, you have AIDS or oops, I'm sorry, you have an STD or, you know, you, you get up all these other sexually transmitted diseases all because nobody wants to be open. Nobody wants to be honest. This is what condoms are for. This is what. Knowing your boundaries and saying, you know what, let me get out of this relationship before I start this relationship. But we don't do that. And now, yes, I'm segueing from that to go in. You have straight men. That there's one DJ, I forget his name, to where he not only contracted HIV, but then he slept with 500 other black women. And to me, I was trying to figure out why did he get all these black women, these beautiful Nubian women with this virus for what? To prove what? Now you have scattered HIV. 500 women, women of color, women of glory. For what? At what point and at what price? When is enough enough? Did you have to infect them with this? I don't think you did. And I'm going to find out exactly what that DJ's name was. But facts are facts. 500 sisters. 500 beautiful black women. 500. Which means that brother was knocking it out the park. Literally everywhere he went. I would say from coast to coast. Now, I will admit, this this was a Caucasian brother who did this. But even if color eliminated, even if he wasn't, a man, you have a dick, you put it in 500 women, and you chose to infect them. That was you. And these sisters could have chose to say no or wrap it up. I'm not laying down with you. No glove, no love. What happened to the stigma of that saying? What happened to the stance of, not stigma, I'm sorry. The stance and saying, if you don't cover it up, I'm not, I'm not going to interact with it. I'm not going to play with it. I'm not going to be in the same area as it. Because without protection, I doubt you're going to raise a baby if we have one. I doubt you're going to claim it's yours type of situation. But I don't get with this whole fascination with 
He's a touring DJ. His money is not your money. So why would you risk your body, your health, your essence for a night? For a night. STDs are getting more and more aggressive. As the years come up, they're getting more and more aggressive. Don't take what Charlie Sheen has as uh, the white flag saying that it's going to be all right. Bullshit. It's not going to be all right. Now, just because magic has been walking around for decades doesn't mean you'll be walking around for decades. Hello? Wake up. Look at the clock as it ticks now. Time is not promised to anybody. Okay, now I'm going to have to make a segue for a, a different uh, part of the segment. I really want to discuss now more so fathers. And this goes out to everyone, not just, you know, if you're, okay, I'll put it this way. If you're a father and you know you're a father and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you are owning up to your accountability to raise your child, to be there as often as you possibly can if it's every other weekend or if it's every week or if you are the full-time parent, kudos to you. I applaud you. I really do. I applaud you because there are many men, many, many, many men who have children who don't know who their fathers are or who pass their fathers every day, but because they haven't been addressed to their father or to know their father, it's to no avail. And the silly part is, is that I've heard off and on, like my aunt, she ended up sending photos, like when I came back from Mexico, of what my father looked like. I knew what my father looked like, but I hadn't seen him in decades. So seeing the photo was like, okay. It was more surreal at that time. Because I'm looking at a man who made it perfectly clear and plain that he didn't have children standing in front of his children. And he asked another woman in front of his children for her to give him children as if he didn't have two standing in front of him. As if he, as if my mother wasn't pregnant with another one. So it was kind of like, huh? Are you serious? Negro, are you serious? But at the same time, I mean, I was a kid. And these are, it's little things like that that can stunt a person for life. And the crazy part is, for me, I was okay with it until I got older. And then my mother got married, and then she got remarried. And then I started noticing the different dynamics and the difference. And this is something I really have to acknowledge and say. If you're going to be a stepfather, be a stepfather. Don't make a difference. Please don't. The worst thing in the world is to address a child that's not yours and let that child know every day I was talking to mine, not you. If you're going to be a stepfather, once you take those vows, you walk down that aisle and you're standing at the altar. You're pretty much marrying 
every child that woman has. Girl, boy, or indifferent. You signed up for that. Not half, not partial, not maybe, possibly, kind of, I want this ordeal. You don't do that. Not at all. And Judge Lynn Toller, Toller, who I absolutely, absolutely adore and um, have to say she's definitely my shero. She was saying, she was telling me because we ended up having, um, I, interviewed, I interviewed her at um, the Cheesecake Factory out in Mesa. And she was telling me about how she has stepchildren. And then how she had to integrate not only his family, his children, but when she had children of her own, she had to make sure that they understood they were brothers, they were a unit, and they're family. They're a family. And she, she did tell me that in the beginning, she said she wished she had jumped on that bandwagon right out the gate. But when she did jump on that bandwagon, she's glad she did. She's glad that she made no difference. She didn't eyeball, segregate. She didn't, she didn't put it in a stance to where they felt like they were less than the one she had with their father. She made it as a unit for them. So black women, black men, we have to get out of these sidelining children they didn't ask to be here. You laid down. You did the do. You did the nasty. For nine months. If you carried for full nine months. You had them. They're, I don't get this whole bullshit. About asking for abortions. Where the hell do you get off? When you were with her. And when you were in it. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was everything you wanted. It was beautiful. But then you asked for an abortion like. Life doesn't matter to you. Like that creation, that baby, one day, one day, won't be significant to you? Wouldn't have been the greatest thing in the life that you have? And then you have people that, you know, because... I don't know, many many of you may, may be younger than I actually, I, I mean, I actually don't honestly know all your ages. But, like Ray Carruth, he swore up and down. He wasn't the one who put a hit on that young lady. But that baby lived. Thank God, that baby lived. The grandmother ended up raising him. But that baby lived. She died, but the baby lived. His life will never be the same. But he lived. He survived. Ray Carruth is out of prison now. Because he was in there for, what I think, what? 30-some years? The crazy part is, the drug dealers were saying, we were aiming for him. We weren't aiming to hit her. But the crazy part is he knew people were chasing him. People were after him. So why was she even there? So I have to ask brothers. Why do we put our sisters in harm's way? 
Brothers, why do we put our daughters in harm's way? Why do we put our young boys in harm's way? What you fail to realize is little boys need a man, a real man to show them how to be a man. If they only see daddy running around on mommy, if they only see daddy hitting mommy, if they only see daddy not being a daddy, a do drop by daddy, you know, I'm going to make you a promise, but I ain't going to fulfill it, daddy. Or if they see someone who is a rolling stone, so they only see him every now and again, or they never see him again. What do you think that says to that little boy? The challenges that will come upon him in life. Where are you? Who's going to teach this boy how to pee standing up? Who's going to teach this little boy how to defend himself? Who is going to show him the essence of a man? This is the good touch. This is the bad touch. You don't let nobody touch you here. You don't let nobody talk to you like that. You don't do that, 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 that. Who's going to do that? And fellas who have fathers, I'm talking upstanding fathers. Teach your daughters the importance of an education. You don't tell them that if they make their own money, they don't have to have a man in their pocket. Because they're going to work. They're going to school. They don't need a sugar daddy. Because they're the ones that are the breadwinners. They're the ones that are putting forth they're good foot. There's nothing wrong with dating a man who has money. There's nothing wrong with being a lady with money. But don't make it a priority. Don't make it your sole purpose for getting with that person because they have things. Because they have essentials. Because they have the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Because when it all comes falling down, baby, if you can't help him rebuild, you're dismissing yourself. You're a pawn in the game when you shouldn't be. In the game of chess, the queen is, the queen is the crown jewel. They all protect the king, but the queen is the one who can really protect the king. She can do checkmate and block a play. So queens protect your kings and kings protect your queens. That's all for this episode on Jeevaneva. Please comment and check me out on my Instagram at just Jeevaneva. And let me know. Chime in.